Greetings, Star Wars fans, and welcome to another edition of Trench Run Report. I'm your host, Aaron Russo, and I'm joined by... David Yoda Brooklander, standing by. Sean McCannelly, standing by. And our co-host, Justin Boots Gray, the the maker of <laughs> Thank Trench the Run maker. Report, yes, is not with us today for this recording, but he will not be speaking here tonight. Um, but we are going to jump right in and talk about... Uh, episode 13 infested so we are going to be talking today about season one episode 13 of the bad batch entitled infested and before we get started just so you know we will be going into full spoiler territory about this episode not that there's terribly much to spoil here but we will be going into full spoilers so if you haven't watched the episode you might want to turn this off go watch it and then come back and listen so we are going to start off with a brief recap of the episode. Take it away, Sean. All right. So this would be uh, following up from the last two episode arc, but in no way connected to it, it seems. Uh, so this episode maybe could have can plopped anywhere before that arc, perhaps. Um, they're returning from a mission. Uh, once again, a vague reference to a nest of Gundarks. <laughs> Which I, we've yet to see, and I'm kind of hoping we'll see that someday because Obi-Wan and Anakin mentioned that at the beginning of Attack of the Clones. They are in uh, the Clone Wars. Okay. So, yeah, we we need to see some more of that, I think. Um, so they're coming back from a mission and surprised to find that uh, Sid's place it looks a little different. There's more people there, and they go into her office, and she's not there. And this, you know, the Devil Horns kind of guy, whatever that species is. Dave, what, what is Dev- that? Devronian. Devro- oh, that works. Okay. Devronian uh, kind of... It, Turns out that he's a he's an up and coming wannabe gangster because his dad is a gangster, his uncle's a gangster, or something a major kind of player. And it's he's his mom actually, I think. That was, oh, his mom. His mom. Yeah. So he's yeah he's like taken over, I guess. And it's not I don't know. It it was a little like oh that was easy. Like <laughs> somehow Sid got herself ousted from her own place, right? Um, and so you know she kind of needs the bad batch to help. And her plan, which isn't the worst plan, is he this guy's running spice. Uh, which is, you know, heroin or whatever we want to call it, like space, Star Wars uh, drugs of some kind. Um, and they, he's running this spice for the Pike Syndicate, uh, the Pikes, um, which is, you know, the equivalent of like the Sinaloa cartel or something. Um, and the idea is like to steal the spice so that he gets in trouble with them so she can step in uh, in the vacuum and get her, get her spot back. So they go on a... Uh, it's a heist, basically, is the theme of this episode. It's a heist episode, which is always fun, I guess. Um, I love a good heist. And there's a lot of... Uh, they have to go under underground Ord Mantell in uh, abandoned mines um, to sneak back into our office from the, the trapdoor there. Um, there's these. There's an infestation, hence the title of the episode, with these creatures that are, I guess, light-sensitive and nocturnal. So they sneak in and... Uh, I think Wrecker has his uh, Pippin from Lord of the Rings in the Mind of Mor- Minds of Moria moment where he drops something uh, clumsily down and it just keeps making noise all the way down. And, uh, you know, a foreboding happens, right? Oh, that's that's going to kick him in the butt when they come back this way, right? Because they have to use these little train carts, which is very reminiscent of, of uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom as well. So there was some mood, a mood there that I, I picked up on and, you know, it was enjoyable. Um Anyway, yeah, they get the, they they succeed with their heist uh, more or less, um, except um, they drop the spice in the cavern on the way out on accident or just to get out and come back for it later. Um, so they do come back for it later to grab it. And Tech makes a little like light bomb to distract the creatures. Um, they end up yeah confronting the pikes come down to collect and they're not happy and um, they do agree to they they let's they to back up yes they. They run into the pikes, and the pikes hold Omega hostage um, because they're like, we just want our spice. If you can get it for us, then we're square. So at least they're honest crooks. Um, they have a code, right? That's usually how these things go. Like, if you break their code, that's bad news for you, but they do follow a code. So they they keep Omega as hostage um, so that, you know, until they return the spice. And when they do, they do give Omega back, um, but they uh, appear to uh, decapitate our uh devronian fellow um but actually just chop off one of his little horns which i guess is you know a warning or some kind of shame thing um must be shameful for them to have their horn cut off or it marks them right as a uh, dishonest or something so 
um, kind of not take him down a peg. Sid, Sid gets her place back. Uh, Bad Batch gets Omega back. And the plot is back where we started. <laughs> nothing happens. Nothing has happened with the main plot as a result of this episode. <laughs> and that's a perfect segue to the the thought that we're just going to do a little bit different uh, format tonight and just kind of free-for-all talk about the episode, likes and dislikes, etc. Since this was truly not a plot or storyline episode, not too much to break down in terms of what happened before or it doesn't appear to have any connection to what's going to happen next, um, which I'm sure is part of what we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so just in general, likes and dislikes here, I, I can kind of kick it off. Um, I did feel like this was a letdown episode for me. It was like mm-hmm. I was expecting things to... I thought that the last four episodes would all stay in. Like the way that the last episode ended with like Crosshair saying, let me hunt them yep. down and... And, and, and Hauser is arrested, and but all, yeah, but I thought that we would jump right into the the closing arc, <laughs> and we didn't at all. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And I I felt like I was kind of confused. It was like I was like, like I don't know, like, like the, when the episode started, and I'm wondering what you guys think. But like, at first I thought they were just coming back from the Ryloth right. situation, but it sounds like they had actually come back. And then continued to do missions for Sid. Is that yeah? Yeah, right? yeah. I mean they That's were returning like. from another mission, which yeah. I got to imagine. I need maybe I need to scan the credits or something because I I got to imagine there's like an A team and a B team making these things, and that like Filoni and the A team is working on the core, like the, the ones that we've seen, um, basically involving Crosshair is A team material, and then there's like these B team filler episode people that just make these episodes and then when they're making them they're not fitting them in in a release order necessarily so it's like hey you need to make an episode that you know if you put up idea cards on a board you f- you develop an episode that's like basically standalone it can fit anywhere like we could release this in any in any order here and this was one and this was maybe the last one that they kind of didn't know where to put and it's like oh shoot you know like ideally we wouldn't have put it here we've put it maybe earlier um especially because they resolved the like we're on Ord Mantel and Sid has a base thing. I was initially interested in like, oh yeah, let let's see what happens when Sid when they have to take Sid with them somewhere else and she's now part of the group but out of her base and out of her kind of network. But they like, yeah, immediately you know, get her back where she belongs. Because I wanted to see Sid in a different context. Um, but they didn't go there. They just that the MacGuffin was to re- recover her her headquarters. Her base of operations. Um yep. I guess I guess for me I'm just a little bit. It's like I'm not really sure why they just keep. I keep waiting for them to be like. I mean, I felt like at the end of the last episode, like it was like, okay, this is it. This is the end of the Sid thing. You know, now mm-hmm. there's going to be this. You know, people chasing them. They got crosshair bounty hunters chasing them down. And that that was going to be all leading to a climax on Camp Camino, but instead there was just this. Do you hear that? That's so weird. Um, instead, there's just this random side episode that I do think that I do think that this. The only thing about this episode that I thought made it fit was that you had the same theme where Omega starts is continuing to be the conscience of the crew for sure because they yeah they were ready to like the guy like offered like hey you want to work for me instead and he's like well think about it and they're kind of getting ready to leave and she's like whoa we can't do that you gotta help sid and she was there to overhear that and she's like oh nice to know like at least one of you you know i love her sarcasm so i mean in that sense like yeah yeah in that sense hunter hunter's like i don't know hunter is not making the uh, he has the mantle of leadership, but he's not. He's, um, yeah, he's not. He's not. Very, yeah. He doesn't have a sense of direction no. or like what his like true north is right now, which makes sense given who he is other, and where he's come than from. Protecting Omega. Yeah, but but he's not like thinking in the meta, like what is the big picture? What is our kind of vision versus what is our next step to take or what is our prime directive? Right. So, but again, makes sense. But he was like literally offered it up on a plate with Rex, like, "Hey, come with me." And he was like, no, but it wasn't because he had some other thing to do necessarily. It's like, I don't know why, again, I don't know why he didn't just go with Rex. Like that seemed like a good plan. (laughs) 
which would involve them into the nascent rebellion because that's where Rex is headed. Yep. You know, he's going to, he's in connection with Ahsoka supposedly or presumably and as Fulcrum, right? And, mm-hmm. and then that leads right into Rebels and right into everything. So I don't know if they're going to bring these Bad Batch guys into the rebellion era, the, the pre, like the early rebellion era, era, or if they're going to be gone by then or what. But like that was, that was a point where they could have done that. And maybe they'll get another chance to do that. But he, yeah, he's just, Hunter's just not got the vision or not got a vision of what to do. And yeah, she's the voice of compassion and she's, reason and logic almost. Like, or just yeah. It's switched. I think that I feel like it's switched from them protecting her and her learning from them mm-hmm. to her being like more like the voice of the conscience yep. or the voice of direction. Like, hey, we have a moral compass here, <clears throat> even if it's to be loyal to a criminal figure like Sid. Yeah. Um, I The only place I can see that heading, like maybe a purpose of this episode was to show that and she might convince them to like hey we can we can fix crosshair we need to go take a shot at getting him fixed getting him fixed (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it's not totally (laughs) it's not totally clear that he uh i feel like it's intentional that we saw his right side of his face getting uh, getting damaged injured like Gotta think that's more than just coincidence that his chip is maybe while his brain, like while he's injured and inflamed and, and, and has, you know, swelling in this and that, like his chip is on overdrive, but like maybe once he heals, it will break his chip and at the right moment or over time, his chip will, at the right time, his chip will start to fail him and will, and the influence of Hauser and those other clones or something. I, I gotta imagine Crosshair's on his way to some kind of redemptive act if not outright redemption and that it it will be because omega gets them in front of him or gets them to him um and convinces them to go after him when they maybe are not so sure that it can be done that he might they think he's beyond hope and she doesn't uh i hope that's it otherwise this episode naturally has no ramification the episode itself doesn't touch it at all yeah I think, um, but what it, what it, what did you guys think of just the overall like whole like from the point where they decide to help Sid and they got to go steal the spice and we have this little adventure that I think <coughs> visually it worked for me. I thought I think the animation just always looks so so crisp, so, mm-hmm. so good, and I love what they do with light. Mm-hmm. Like whenever they're in dark places and the light mm-hmm. is moving around, like that looked really cool. I mean, yeah, like I said, or like you're saying, I think with the light like that, like this this episode might have been like a dress rehearsal and like field testing that tech, uh, like production wise, like they're they're honing all of that for they're going to use that lighting kind of modeling or whatever later, but they had to like test it out on a on a lower stakes episode or something. It, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there was it was there was effective like ambiance created mm-hmm. on the when they're in the, under the ground underground and in those things and um, I was watching this with Justin last night and he just cracked up when they started cranking yeah. <laughs> cranking <laughs> yeah. he because he's like he was just he was immediately visual visualizing those old western you know yeah yeah that's exactly what it was like cranks on the well my train. kids like it was I cracked up when my when I watched my boys and um. She's like something like, hope no one's afraid of heights. And record doesn't even say anything. And they're like, oh, or like, no, not heights. Uh, she's like, uh, we're going to need to go in stealthy. You okay with that? And nobody says anything. And they're like, how come we didn't go? Oh, I hate stealth. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was cute and funny. I, I liked the, the ambiance. I liked the, it was, it was a fun little adventure. It was a fun episode. Yeah. And if anything, I think it was meant to, kind of build on that relationship they have with Sid. Because uh-huh. <clears throat> I'm almost thinking, because we have, we're, what, three episodes left? Mm-hmm. So I think the season finale for this this season is just going to drop hard without any buildup. So three episodes. Of, yeah. At most three episodes of a buildup, obviously. Do you, do you think that Sid is... Um, well, I think the first thing... First thing, I, I, 
I love Sid's. I mean, mm-hmm. it, there are some episodes where she's the coolest, funniest, <laughs> interesting. She's she's oh for sure. She's yeah. hilarious. Got a name for everybody. Yeah, and like and like she's just like she's like this really interesting, lovable crime boss. Like we all know somebody like her, you know. She's she's great. That's she's, why it resonates because everybody knows a Sid in their she life. Kinda, you know, his, she like kinda, an old boss or an old coworker, like a the salty lady at the like she, a salty lunch lady at your she, school she or whatever. Reminds me of a Mazowski. <laughs> yes, exactly. Your paperwork. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> It's <laughs> like, don't bother me. You're mm-hmm. doing the mission, like, but, <laughs> but she is, she is, um, endearing in her own way. It's funny how much, how well she reflects, uh, the actress, the role that the actress who does her voice played in Cheers, which is this like, kind of like salty bartender. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very similar for for those of us who are old enough to remember that. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen Cheers? The actress oh, who... I've seen like the setting, like clips or whatever, and I so, can't picture her, but I can picture the other guys. The and... actress who does Sid's voice is most famous for being a character in the sitcom Cheers, which mm-hmm. was the sitcom of the '80s, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wanna go where everybody knows your name? Mm-hmm. And there's a there's some Star Ted Wars. Ted Woody Harrelson was in it. Yep, was in yep. Solo and. Um, and what's his name? Ted Denson. Ratzenberger, the guy who oh, yeah, yeah. was obscurely in Empire Strikes Back. Well, he's Pop. the voice of, isn't that Ham? And yeah. like, he's in like every he's, Pixar movie in some way, right? He's he's in a lot of Disney stuff, and he does have a cameo, like some appearances in Star Wars. Until he passed away, I guess. But um, um, but the character, I believe her name is Rhea Perlman, who plays Sid. Mm-hmm. Her character in Cheers is this like short, kind of a little bit chubby she talks like Sid. She, she's like, she's salty. She's like kind of vulgar. She's, she's got no, like, you know, she's just like, she's, she's yeah. just, that's, that's who she is in that show. So I think it was, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to imagine this show without her or someone like her. And I don't, yeah. Like you needed a Sid yeah. for this middle, middle third of the show or whatever that she's been in. For the, for um, the she is the, where they don't yeah. touch the, she's the given them the missions right, yeah. and kind of keeping the thing going. Yeah. Because yeah, like I said, they're kind of rudderless right now. But I thought I thought the I, I thought it was cool to see the Pikes again. Mm-hmm. They're 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 real interesting characters. Yeah, yeah. So is that their skin or is that like their helmets? Like, what do they actually? You know what I mean? Like, are those, are those is that an outfit or is that like their appearance as as a species? I'd have to look into it more. Well, I I think I was see, like in I think because I think they're in solo, <coughs> but yes. they look very different. Yes. They're much more mechanical. Like they Are they at actual... the beginning of Solo on Corellia? No. They were running the slave prison on Kessel. Oh, on yeah. Kessel. Okay, yep. And that was a very different look from, that the, was. from the Clone Wars hmm. pikes. Maybe that that's why I wasn't recalling that. And other times. But they are an interesting... I like how they sound. They kind of sound like somewhat like Kaminoans, but a little mm-hmm. more rough. Mm-hmm. A little bit more like... Auto-tuned or whatever, um, but I just I just think it's fun when you when you when you 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 know, like I know some people are saying the universe of Star Wars is too small. No, it's the same universe. So be calm. Just calm down. It's like it's, Bro, it's, please. It's, it's cool. Like to have like yeah. Of course the Pikes <clears throat> show up. They're the crime bo- like yeah. know, they're the spice guys. They're the big you know the Sinaloa cartel. Like it's cool. I love when they weave everything together so that it's consistent if there's cocaine and it's the 80s and pablo escobar is going to make an appearance yeah, you know yeah what I mean? it's okay. yep. and the pikes i think the pikes were like they are an interesting like you know they're a really well well run crime syndicate and so didn't it's probably speculation then what so maul was involved with them or kind of had them under his umbrella yep. and told them to like lay low for a while Right. And it's been a while, I guess, because they're kind of kind of coming back what a little bit. What was the name of the mall's organization again? Not Crimson Dawn. That no, it was uh, yeah, I something collective. I yeah, think. So I was talking you, with it with Mermaid. Yeah, do we the other think day. because the Pikes are back? Like, are they could? I guess they could involve Mall somehow in this show or Shadow Collective. Or I it, think is what it was called. Uh, yeah. Or is it just, I mean, these people, the Pikes are just a background existence in the universe I mean, and has no connection to Maul right now. They're, they're the, you know, one of the main forces <clears throat> in the underworld. And I think it was cool to see them involved. 
And I think it's cool how like Sid's connection, you see Bit Fortuna, so you got Jabba, mm -hmm. you got um, the bounty hunters that she knows who they are, mm -hmm. you've got the, the pikes, like, you know, like it, it all kind of comes together. And I thought it was interesting just that we had seen them in season seven of the Clone Wars and we see them again. So it's kind of like a mm -hmm. fairly consistent presence for them, um, which was cool. So David, what is Spice? Spice, <clears throat> um, without me looking it up, is it a hyperspace fuel thing or is it an illicit drug or is it both that like it's meant for one thing, but people use it for something else? It's, I guess the easiest way I can explain off the top of my head is it's the source for either medical or recreational. No, oh, so yeah. That's so it's word, like heroin or, yeah. or yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Or like meth, I guess technically it would be the same idea. Like meth method. Yeah. So like you, you could, you, you could, yeah, it could become addictive. Methamphetamines has a clinical use, use or whatever. whatever. Yeah. Yep. So it's an illicit drug. Is it the context we're talking about? It's, it's a Which banned substance and right? it's a like, not profitable industry to and traffic in it. Sid is, you know, Sid is, you know, it, it, call, it reminds us that Sid is, is a questionable character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, the Bad Batch is caught up in all of this criminal stuff. Um, what did you guys think of the. I, I still don't really know, like, what I, they called it infested, and I just thought that was. I, the infestation to me was could could be a reference to the the bugs or that Sid's place was infested with a yeah. new crime boss. I guess. Well, I was surprised when they went back that like yeah they flew back and like landed in the volcano kind of thing. Like I guess I thought that it was all underneath the city, but they like flew out of the city, so they traveled for a really long time underground to get to where they dropped the spice crates. Um, but I guess I thought, yeah, I thought that like the infestation was underneath the city and like they would maybe emerge into the city and cause a bigger problem if, you know what I mean? Like, oops, like the alligators in the sewers in New York city kind of idea. Right. But, uh, yeah, they were like in a different location, like a kilometer or two outside town. One thing I thought was interesting was the way that, um, what's his name? Durand. Yeah. The mm, way yep. he was portrayed. <clears throat> interesting it was surprising he he was he was like childlike almost or like not the brightest bulb in the shed or eh, well he, that's a dumb he thing had to say that, <laughs> he had that, i'm not the brightest bulb in the he shed. had that affinity for his little pet yeah the ruby the little cat thing yeah yeah and yeah that's i mean he's like a simple guy like a like a simpleton <laughs> a little bit well the conversation that he has with omega Mm -hmm. was I think probably the most interesting thing in the episode where it's like, I, I did like that when Omega's like your mom's a criminal too or something like that he goes oh you make it sound so un undignified and, and it, you get the sense almost that he's like kind of stuck in the family business maybe to some degree hmm. and that mm -hmm. he's not really like his heart's not in it but his mom was like a total badass crime boss mm -hmm. like and he's just like you know, like, I don't know. It's, I just got the feeling like he's not like a true believer in the criminal mm. enterprise of his family. Um, and that maybe he was, in a sense, like disgraced. Like, you know, he went out there to try to prove himself, take over Sid's operation. He failed and he got his horn cut off and like, he just walks away with his little pet. Like, he was almost like a sympathetic character by the end. Yeah, kind of pa or uh, pathetic almost. I do think... I love whenever they have the Star Wars trope of if you need a door opened or closed, you shoot it, <laughs> depending on what the plot requires. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why shooting a panel will open a door, <laughs> an electronically powered door. It just uh, uh, like short circuits the system. I know, but it's like if it's closed and they need it locked, they shoot it and it stays closed. And if it is closed and they need it opened, they shoot it. And, it stays open. and if they, it's closed and they need it open, they shoot it. So it's like there's no rules for this. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's makes not me like laugh. The expanse, right? it's, just, it's just hilarious because it happens all the time in Star Wars, and it just—I think at this point they're just trolling us, like with that. Like it's one of those tropes that just has to stay. It's like that's part of Star Wars. It, don't ask questions. Just like in uh, in Mandalorian when they're like in, you know the siege episode with the blue guy, and he like makes that it's like sort of reference of like there's no guardrails, and it's like yeah, what what is with in Star Wars? There's all these right. like, these very OSHA non-approved areas where there's no it's like these no sheer guardrails. sheer cliffs and like these tiny little catwalks, and it's like that's a good point. <laughs> they totally nodded to that because <laughs> like and like why would you put the controls for like yeah the the volcano generator? Like you have to like precariously go around the corner and like be a foot away from falling into the pit. <laughs> it's like, who designed this thing? Uh, what do you think we'll see Durand again? 
I don't think so. No. Yeah. He's just a one-off character. If anything, maybe he'll pop into season two. That's, you know, that's what I think is interesting. And maybe this is, well, let's, let's do this. Like, okay, so the episode, David, your thoughts, like overall and rating. Hmm. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun episode. Um, since there was confirmed to season two, I'm not expecting like a huge build up for this season's finale. Hmm. Um, so I figured it'd probably be some type of filler. Um, I thought it was a fun episode. Storyline was good. Some of the scenes with Wrecker was fun. Him with his heights when they're getting dropped in. Um, a couple good storytellers, more I think character development. I am kind of starting to lean towards Justin's theory with Sid getting taken out of the picture. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Just because they're if you if you're watching, it's almost like as much as she's in there, it kind of seems that they're trying to build that relationship. Hmm. So they can knock it and out. Ch- yeah. Mm. Send it to the Which would really block. make them reeling. Like they would be lost without her yep. at this point. And as much Even as they're around they now. Yeah. And as much as they're around Sid mm-hmm. and we we know Crosshair's hunting them, how long is it gonna take for Crosshair to show up in Sid's mm. operation? Or yeah, conversely, like mm. them being close to her, the fact that yeah, she has all these contacts, well that works the other way. Like that might help Crosshair find them. And, and so she inadvertently leads Crosshair right to them, not on her own, but like because everyone knows now that these guys are with Sid, and everyone knows Sid, yep. like that could be the lead he follows. He could even go after a, or any of the bounty hunters. Yeah, go back yeah. after uh, Gobi because mm-hmm. he contacted Sid for weapons. Yep. So he knows somehow Cham's people are in touch mm-hmm. with the Bad Batch. Yeah, so, so like, yeah, if he's gonna him and the imperial imperial intelligence or that rampart guy, like, yeah, they have resources to track that kind of thing, and that could be their undoing. That un- inadvertently, we, you know, their relationship with her is actually jeopardizing them at this point. Maybe. What would you rate it out of ten? I'd probably give it maybe a seven. Hmm. It was it was a fun episode. I think it's gonna. Well, it, it's kind of the same, I guess, with. Some stuff through the Mandalorian with how some of their filler episodes mm-hmm. were stepping stones to what was coming next. Mm-hmm. Even, I mean, a lot of the stuff with, there's uh, more season, season one or season two, I don't remember which ones. But some of those fillers, you didn't see what was coming next. Right. It was it was setting stuff up without you even seeing it. Yeah. It was like, oh, where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a really good point, and I like I'm uh, I'm like I'm noticing much more now. Like in this day and age, where you can like either where shows get released all at once, or where you can go back and binge old shows, like it is a totally different experience when you can watch the next episode right mm-hmm. away every time. Because yep. like like we're I'm watching we're, Sean and I are watching The Expanse, and like I'm binging through it because there's five seasons already out, and when you're watching that show. It's. I'm sure there's filler episodes in there. I haven't found one yet. There, there are, <laughs> but like, you can't feel it as much because you're not getting each piece mm-hmm. in one serving, right? Did you ever watch 24 when it was airing way back 20 no. years ago? That show was infuriating because, like, it's you know it's in real time and it's like, like everything ends at the top of the hour with a cliffhanger and you have to wait a whole freaking week. To like watch what happens at, at I, 10 a.m. You know. I think that yeah. that's that's a really good point. And even as we're talking, like I do think that there's value to whether Sid ends up dead or not. Um, it kind of grows on you, you know. Like we're back with Sid, and you know those little check-ins at her place, and little dialogue, and then a little adventure. And, and little then dialogue. all of a sudden they turn come back from a mission, and Crosshair standing there with a the gun to Sid's head or something. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah, has tracked him down. Sean, you have overall thoughts on a ranking. I think, I think this episode was an enjoyable, the first watch for what it was, for what I think is going to be. I don't think it's, I, at this time, I don't think it's going to connect to anything else. So then for me, this is the, def, this is a, a skip and a rewatch along with that one in the factory, the droid factory. Those are, so this, the, those two are my bottom two in the season mm-hmm. so far. Okay. I would say this one and that one. I can't decide which one 
Probably that other one is worse, and this is like my second favorite one. Is that just because of the Martez sisters? I mean, it wasn't Han Solo. I wanted to see Han Solo. <laughs> you do, why would you go to Corellia? Han Solo. And when he's alive, I know, but he, he could be. He could. He's a. He steals stuff. Like it's, you, you teed it up to have a little Han Solo in there. <laughs> why would the yeah, Why would the Martinez sisters be doing that? Like, there's plenty of work for them on Coruscant. Anyway, yeah. So I think this one is. If it, if it ends up not connecting into anything, then it's like a, a skip on a rewatch. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, and at this point, I can't see how they would connect it to anything else in general. So it's like, yeah, what, I don't know. I don't remember what I rated that other one, but it's probably like one, like half of a half of a point below that Are you one. Given anything lower than a seven? I have so because my in my head canon or in my room like a a spreadsheet i guess it, yeah like a four below is a skip a hard skip right and a five is like maybe skip or probably skip right six and seven is probably won't skip and then seven and above is definitely watch and nine nine and ten is if i'm only going to watch a few episodes from the season it's those three four five right you know and so it's in that like right on the border of hard skip and probably skip for me right so now what would you give it out of ten uh five four and a half five Ooh. Oof. If four is hard skip, it's four and a half to five. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. And then okay. other ones like four point zero one, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought I was I, I have to say that when I watched it, I was definitely I didn't I mean, it didn't do a lot for me. Um, uh, I agree. Like it had very little connection to the previous episodes or storylines. Very little possible connection to the end. Um, if it is an episode that you can end up skipping and it wouldn't take away from the plot, I do think there was enough character development. Like, we're getting Sid again, we're getting the Batch again, we're getting Omega, we're getting, you know, Orb Mantel, we're, we're staying in in the universe with the characters. So I guess I would give it, like, a six and a half. Six and a half out of ten. But I was definitely, like, I definitely watched it and then I didn't feel really much of anything. Mm-hmm. And I walked away from it like, oh, okay, I can't wait for next week. I was like, I guess I'm, I, I'm, I'm realizing, and again, I think I do think that that does have something to do with the release every week. Like, I think that makes episodes like this, in the moment, disappointing. But then, but I don't think like when I think back to like Clone Wars, and I'm wondering what you guys think. Like, when I think back to Clone Wars, there were some truly filler <laughs> episodes in Clone Wars. Like, yeah, that like, R2-D2 one or whatever, the C-3PO like, droid. There's thing. episodes in Clone yeah. Wars that are you can completely skip. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I mean, that's how I... I have not seen every single episode of Clone Wars. I, I picked it up last year with... like I knew 7 was coming out and that it was going to be good. Or maybe I had heard that it was really good. So I went and found like a essential, you know... Here's one through five essential episodes, knowing that six was like right. these random missions or whatever that they threw together when they knew the show was being canceled. So one through five is like the core story, and it's like they organized it by the main arcs, right? So it's like here's the arc trooper arc, here's here's like Maul, here's Ahsoka and Anakin, and they kind of hit all the main beats. And so it was probably like a season's worth of episodes I watched out of the five, um, and that's all I've seen. I've only seen the high like the, the highlights of the Clone Wars, and so yeah, I, I'm aware of. But I have no desire to go watch, watch it straight through, because it it doesn't it's not chronological too, right? It's just kind of episodic and kind of well, pick and of, choose, and they just don't really tie in until they start doing some arcs later on, three, four, and five I think, seasons. I think some of the episodes, David, tell me what you think, since we're, I think we're both a little more well versed in the Clone Wars. There's some Clone Wars episodes that are almost completely detached from like any of the storyline and almost any of the main characters even oh like, yeah for sure they're, like they're just totally standalone and yeah it's usually the clones right like you go see a certain squad of clones have a issue of some kind usually or, or as a random or jedi a random jedi thing um like, or, the, like the jedi initiates go in to look for their kyber crystals yeah like they're just like like lore lore building, building they can call that right and i just don't feel like we've ever gotten that in this with the bad batch even the filler episodes, mm-hmm. I feel like we're always with the main characters except for that one episode on Ryloth. But that was for a specific which reason. Was brilliantly, in my mind, mm-hmm. wedged in there. Mm-hmm. I feel like Bad Batch hasn't done that. Like the filler episodes are still. There's something to it. Yeah, like, and we're still with the characters. So it feels more like, like, even just as we were talking just now, and David, what you said, like, really kind of resonated with me. Like, you know, it's like, it, if Sid dies. 
in this season, then this episode is going to be more meaningful. Um, because then all of the time they spend with her is going to be more meaningful, yeah. right? And that leaves season two even more of a mystery because mm-hmm. yeah. we're not going to you know what are they going to do. Mm-hmm. I think I think uh, I think I think for me, like if it's because they release it week by week, I rank it week by week. So right, so mm. for now, I didn't. It was okay. Like yeah, like I'm, I didn't. I didn't. I don't feel like I wasted my time watching it. I don't know that I would. Go back and rewatch it. Um, unless I've watched it three times. Have mm. you? Yeah. Have I've any watched... Aaron? Have any episodes that you rated, whatever you rated it, in light of future episodes, you would revise them up or down? Like, you know, I think that's what you're saying is like the the timing yeah. of watching it. You have a rating and an idea, but then it kind of filters out over time as time passes and more episodes accumulate, and you look at it through that lens of the past, you know, nine episodes. Have you uh, reassessed? Any of them in your head? Actually, for me, I think I think the one that I I reassessed is the is the Droid Factory one. I think that I like that episode. I think that, and I think that that will bear out because you have the Martez sisters, you have yeah, the Intel. Ahsoka's droid, you mm-hmm. have the mystery character at the end, and that is and and then you have like the whole like all that stuff about the droids all of a sudden fighting to protect the clones with that they were always fighting against, mm-hmm. which I think was cool too. Um, but I think of like that episode, like where they go, the first episode where they have to go free the Gucci, yeah. right? Like that could be construed as filter, and I don't think anything. Yeah, that really is that would be in that category for me. Yeah. Um, but I think that like just even to reference the Expanse again, even though this is totally unrelated, but I just finished season five, and and there are a lot of episodes in that season. I won't spoil it for you, Sean, but there are episodes in that season where you're getting background on some characters mm. that is somewhat removed from the main storyline, even though the main storyline is going on in the background. And I think that that's one of the things the show does do well is even in some of the filler episodes, like you just get enough of a glimpse of like the empire in the background or Sid's underworld in the background or the relationship between Omega and the bad batch is being developed. And you do have to spend time with the characters Sometimes in not main mm-hmm. story beats, you know, so that the payoff is is worth it. Um, but I do think that it's also because the show is kind of a little more simple. It's not a complex show. It's not hard to follow. Um, so the filler episodes, I think, feel just a little more, eh, you know. Okay, that was cute. It was fun. I I, enjoy, I had fun with this episode. Like I, like I said, I, I like as I was watching it, I I was like I was enjoying it in the moment. Just mm-hmm. like. The whole rail car thing, just for me, like whenever they do that Temple of Doom. on the button, like references to other Lucasfilm properties, I always enjoy that. <laughs> like, and I really enjoyed that little, yeah, little nod to Temple of Doom, and I enjoyed, um, the, you know, just seeing the batch working together is always mm-hmm. fun, and like the little ways that all of their idiosyncrasies come out, you know. Yeah. What um, did What did Tech say that was funny? Uh, yeah. He he, he some... went like full logic Spock mode on something, and that was like. He like missed the nuance of what somebody said or something. I feel one of the things I, I feel really bad for is Echo. Echo is just like literally becoming like invisible. Yeah, yeah. Weird. They're doing him dirty a little bit. Um, let's let's jump into let's jump. I have an idea to, of how to jump into some speculation here, and I, maybe we can like do it by <clears throat> by by character or or hmm. plot point. Um, what do you guys think? Where will the Kaminoans be? By the end of this season, dead. If not, yeah, if not wiped out, just about, <laughs> or just like under the thumb of the Empire, like working for them now. You think they'll be working for the Empire, or do you think they'll just be? I mean, technically they already are. I'm meaning like oh. even closer, like on like more supervision and so on. Like like what what ends up with that scientist from the Mandalorian who's got the patch on? He's got the patch of that place. Enslaved, yes, there you go. Yes, they'll be enslaved by the Empire. Um, because, yeah, we know we know where it ends up, where that facility or something uh, becomes Empire-run because that scientist guy is trying to do experiments with, with the child um, for Moff Gideon. So the Empire clearly takes over in some way, shape, or form that facility, whether the Kaminoans are working, uh, still, still the ones doing it. I have to imagine, like, they're the only ones who can pull that kind of thing off. And Empire can't just be like, 
it's not the factory that does it. It's the knowledge, right? They know how to do it, not just they have the tech to do it. The Empire maybe couldn't. And I gotta, I gotta imagine it's connected to the, the no, to the Emperor Sidious coming back. Uh, Darth Sidious. Well, I think, yeah, I think, um, I think that it's the, all connected there. The the intellectual property that the Kaminoans have mm-hmm. is gonna continue to to connect to mm-hmm. Palpatine. Yeah. But I do think I'm gonna say I feel like this this season ends with the Kaminoans pretty much wiped out. Yeah. I think they're actually gonna be like. I think we're gonna have a like a a, a siege of Camino mm-hmm. type of thing, which David dead, called early on in this process, and I think I think is heading we're gonna that see way. dead dead uh, Kaminoans on the ground mm-hmm. smoldering. <laughs> I think the the Baru uh, yeah. the Baru, the Lars treatment. Lars. <laughs> I think I think we're gonna I think I think Camino and the Kaminoans will be by the end of this season. The characters and the location will be hmm. done, and maybe just their some of their scientists, and maybe more just their all of the knowledge that they have will fall into the empire. Mm-hmm. But the Kaminoans will cease to be an organization or business because yep. there's these rebellious clones. Like they can't, they don't make a reliable product for what the empire needs. Well, and they were already on the be... fence about that because they have Hauser and all these guys affecting. Or whatever and resisting their orders like that the empire can't can't have that well i think it might be a combination I, I i envision maybe something where the clones rise up and the empire comes in to mm-hmm. rep, like put an end to it mm-hmm. i guess like rampart kind of gets control back with tarkin but then i guess i think david i think maybe you said or someone said like but then that would be a really rapid transition to stormtroopers like if like yep. the clones still be engaged, even if the Kaminoans are out of the picture, and then they'll replace them later in season two. Yeah, imagine like the the clones that are still loyal would serve as the trainers yeah. of the of the the first cadets and cohorts coming through a new Stormtrooper Academy, and like you know like Vader's five hundred first would be the elite school of Stormtroopery or whatever, um, and then we yeah I see the transition from Stormtroopers being just dumb muscle as enforcers to like the elite. Um, literally, like stormtroopers come from World War One, where they were a specialist unit that, in, on the German side, to they were specialized tactics to storm trenches. That's why they're called stormtroopers. Or technically, in German, it was like thrust troopers, is what. But it was like Stromtruppen, right? Um, is how you say it in German or something like that. Or yeah. Straufstruppen. It was like the, the what what the English and French heard was stormtrooper. <laughs> the storm one they heard. Trooper. Yeah, strong, yep. strong trooping, uh, and they, yeah, they were like so. Like what you see at the beginning of a new hope is exactly what stormtroopers are made to do. They're like breach, breach tactics, like breach and hold a ship, ship from ship. You know the ships engage, but they, they are the guys that breach a ship. They're like the marines, basically. Yeah, marine force recon, basically. Yeah, it's like yeah, they they're the tip of the spear and all this, and they're not supposed to be. Even though we see them all the time as like cops, like they're just like there to be imposing. So they kind of play both roles in the, in the universe inconsistently. I would have liked to. I, I liked in uh, in Solo. You saw like a little more casual stormtroopers that had like not as much armor and you know like you saw like cop stormtroopers. Well, right? they were they were more like yeah like because they were in occupying. Yeah, they're like yes, they're, they're in a more like police role yeah. than a yeah. like a forward assault role. Right. But that's probably just given the timing of it's like the complete ebb of it's too far away from. Clone Wars and too far away from the new Galactic uh, Civil War. So, like, these stormtroopers at that point kind of settle into this occupation and subjugation role and impose terror and fear and rule through that, right? It's that whole Tarkin doctrine before the uh, Death Star comes online. So, in in light of that, what do you guys think about the... Where will the clones slash Operation War Mantle be by the end of the season? I would say right on the, the verge of full full force or whatever whatever Moff Tar- Tarkin would say as far as, yep, this is it. Go for it now. Hmm. No more waiting. Like a decisive, there'll be a decisive. Yep, decisive decision. Okay, the decision has been made. We're phasing the clones out. Mm-hmm. Because, of, because of their stubborn and they're not reliable. Uh, soldiers you can do some really like dark stuff with that like uh-huh. where they they like literally exterminate the clone troopers yeah. in phases 
just don't even wait for them to age out. They're just like yeah. torch these guys. You know? Like Order 67 is blows up the chips in their head and they all blow up. I mean, yeah, you could have like you could have like who's to say the Empire didn't have a fail safe in, installed where he just pushes a button and goes execute Order 67 and then they all blow up. Their heads pop off like or just like they all like they have like a seizure and they all just just like the droid army just kind of turned off, you know. I, I, I would not surprise me that Palpatine had that contingency because he's like a you know the 4D chess master guy. Um, well, everyone like, was playing chess. He was playing 4D chess. Yes, exactly. So like I can't, I wouldn't put it past him to have that contingency where he can, at, tragically at the right moment, uh, narratively, dramatically, like they all, just like they dramatically flip a switch and start killing all the Jedi, like right when that kind of like when they're all like close to. You know, all the, the good clones are about to storm the door or just, like, do something that they need to do. Like, they, like, all just get killed. Just drop. Just drop. Like, it's like a rapture moment, I right? Prefer, I prefer a bloodier version than that. I prefer, like... <laughs> Bleeding out of their ears and stuff. Mowed down by other stormtroopers mm. or, I don't know, something something a little more personal and mm. maybe more dramatic than that. But I, I think that... I think that... I know that I've... I'm pretty sure there is an episode that's still remaining called War Mantle. So I think that we're going to get something. And that's, that is Tarkin's thing that Rampart has yeah. been delegated yep. to, and which is this like assessment of whether the cloning should continue or whether the Stormtrooper thing I should think it's, pick up. I think up. it's the, I, maybe I'm misunderstanding, but I was under the impression that that was basically the Stormtrooper initiative. There's War Mantle. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's an episode coming up. Whether to, yeah. Yeah. continue cloning or start recruiting for the mm-hmm. right. stormtrooper corps. Mm-hmm. So, and it could be that in the back, they may choose to just say in the background all this time, the stormtroopers have been getting recruited and prepared and then they will show up and just effectively wipe out the clones or replace the clones, which would be a little rushed. Cause they have the, yeah, they have those. Could happen. Uh, Cause in the, the Hauser uh, surrenders segment, I mean, Crosshair has his squad of, Non non clone troopers in his squad that were leading the clones, some of whom gave up, and others followed orders with their their lieutenants who were in his you know gray armor or whatever. So there is a, a template for um, soldiers to draw from as the first stormtrooper cadet corps or whatever, and perhaps there's more on the way at this point already. What about uh, speculation on Omega? Now she's that we know she's a, Boba Fett's like yeah. sister, or whatever, female clone counterpart. <laughs> like, I can't imagine they're gonna get rid of her now if they have this book of Boba Fett um, show coming out. Like, she, you know, middle aged version of her could appear in live action in that show if she's not gone now. Um, I imagine so, she will survive if the Bad Bench don't. I don't think it'll be the other way around. I don't. You so I mean? Omega survives for now. She doesn't die, but we have to explain her presence for the rest of the. What if we, we know see her die, point. I think it's going to be dark, mm. and I think it might be Boba Fett that does it. Mm. I I tend to think I think here's here's a here's a thought. The season ends with Omega separated from the mm-hmm. match. Mm-hmm possibly falling into the hands of Fennec Shand, who we know... Or rescued by her. Rescued. Or, yeah. She's, I, I agree. A separation yeah. makes she sense. Ends up, she ends up under her whatever. Mm-hmm. Tutelage. Which would give her a connection, potentially down the line, to Boba. Because Fennec and Boba have a connection. But we wouldn't necessarily see that in this season. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see Boba Fett killing Omega, if if we see her die. In this season? Mm-hmm. Season season one or, two or, or it's hard to say like, Boba Fett. Disney doesn't kill their female characters though like that. You know what <sighs> I mean? Like I say that because especially in kids shows, there's a Legends. I think it's either comic or novel. I'd have to look. But it was like late Empire period. They're doing the Empire was doing experiments on a surviving Jango Fett clone, and Boba located that clone terminated the clone and all the research because he saw it as they were still experimenting on his father with as in his father's legacy and he took hmm. offense to that 
you did. Right. And he ended that clone's life and he destroyed the experiments and whatever the Empire was doing. And that would make sense because there's really no like but but for most of the rest of the of the canon timeline, like we Omega's no, no has no presence, the clones have no real presence, although I guess Rex survived all the way to Return of the Jedi, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I mean conveniently talk about, we'll talk about a retcon <laughs> um but i think that that's 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 a, a plausible scenario um but i think we're all in agreement she doesn't necessarily die at the end of the season but i think that a really good cliffhanger would have her not with the batch potentially like rampart finds out why she's so special and somehow ends up with her or or fennec shand I feel like they maybe were foreshadowing Fennec Shand a little bit. More. I think she's gonna, yeah, she's gonna be separated in peril from either the, into the Empire or into Fennec Shand, which, from the perspective of the Bad Batch, is, is peril, peril for, her, for her. But maybe it won't actually be that, right. or it could be. But like, yeah, that, I can see that cliffhanger for sure. And then the, I think we'll know the fate of the Bad Batch themselves, but the fate of the other clones will be maybe more certain. So right. quick, quick rundown. Fate of the Bad Batch. Do any of them die in season one? Maybe Crosshair. I'm, no, yes. no, not Crosshair. I'm talking about the Batch. The he, good. Is, he is the Batch. No, he's separate. He's the last one we're going to talk about. He's, most, <laughs> oh, okay. he's the most okay. intriguing, right? All right. The, the good guys. Like I know. The Batch. Gosh, any of them know. die. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Echo, because nobody cares about him, apparently. Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> that would be the weakest death. You'd be like, oh, he's dead? I didn't even oh, know. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was there. <laughs> Finally put him out of his here? misery, Not this anymore. poor guy. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say Echo, or I'm just going to say Redeemed Crosshair. Hmm. Dies. Dies. Okay. Dead, dead. I think. I think the only deaths that would matter, I think the only deaths for the batch that would matter if we're going to lump Crosshair in there would be Wrecker or Crosshair. Mm. I think Hunter, Tech, or Hunter, Tech, or Omega dying, no. I think for for a death in that group to matter, it would have to be Crosshair, Wrecker, or Omega. I think I don't think Hunter you know dies. Yeah. I'm going to be gutsy. I'm going to say Crosshair, Echo, and Sid. All mm. die. All die. They mm. go dead, dead. Wow. So, so then let's just let's just treat that real quick. Crosshair, dead. This, there's three choices. There's, there's, no, there's four. <laughs> okay. There's dead and not redeemed. Mm. Dead but redeemed. Alive and redeemed, or alive and not redeemed. Dead and redeemed. <laughs> Dead and redeemed. Yeah, yes. okay. a redemptive death is the most uh, predictably the predictable outcome if I had to put money on it. Um, or stays the villain and dead, dead and unredeemed or they can carry him I, yeah i don't know like it's either going to be dead and redeemed or not dead and not redeemed and he's carried as a villain going forward into season two I don't think the other two options are as there's more narrative dead ends for that for them if they go either of those two i think i think, like I think based production on, side of things based on the things we've been given i feel like there's a high likelihood of crosshair having a redemptive death that omega is instrumental in hmm. i kind of feel like that would be okay yep yeah. so i think uh Crosshair is going to kill Sid. I like it. <laughs> I, I like that. I've not thought that. I like that. I, I like the visual of mm. of Crosshair killing Sid, which would make him so much less redeemable. Mm. Which would make his redemption. I think if he kills Sid, he has to have a redemptive death. Yeah, yes, I agree. So Crosshair kills Sid. That's when the Bad Batch overwhelm Crosshair, stun him, whatever decide you have a whole argument what to do with him they decide to take him to Camino to try to sneak in get his chip out they do that that's when we get the uprising the uprising that then that's when we get the line from uh actually no I take the back Tarkin will say that before that line that line where he says I want 
Clone Force 99 hunted down and eliminated from the trailer. I think he's we're going to get that before the season finale. But anywho, fasting forward, they're on Camino. They get to chip out. Enter Darth Vader. I forgot about. That. I agree. Vader I take think... Vader takes. Yeah. Takes out Crosshair and Echo. It's more likely than not that we'll see Vader. This... And I think it's going to go down as in they're trying to escape, and Vader is trying to get at them after a very nice hallway scene where I will probably cry. <laughs> and Tarkin's like, this is, you stand here amidst my achievements. <laughs> so we'll get Vader coming after them. Echo tries to shut shut a door to a hangar to where they can get in their ship and take off. Vader's holding that door open with a force as he's advancing on them. Crosser says, says something and then engages Vader to distract Vader. And the only way Echo can close that door is if he traps himself in Crosshair with Vader. Hmm. Yeah. You should have a comic book. I should. Make a fan <laughs> fiction of that. You get right get it out before the premiere frame. comes out, and then they'll say that you... And I, I want to see a little boxing match between Wrecker and Vader. <laughs> I want to see it. Yes. There's, there's a legend. I think, I think it's Legends. There's a, a comic where Vader actually goes hand-to-hand with Chewie. Oh, wow. Vader wins. Duh. But Chewie doesn't die. I'm gonna, we so. need to make a t-shirt for, for Dave. Yeah, but in Legends. <laughs> nah. Yeah, that could be as your call sign, Dave, yeah, in Legends. <laughs> Dave, yeah, <laughs> but in Legends. Yeah. But, I mean, an injury, I think I think Wrecker will get injured severely because, I mean, he, he just grows on you. Right. So I think... It'll come from Vader, whether it's he gets into some kind of like a fist fight or exchange with Vader. And Vader, you know, with the cybernetics just lands like a whopper on him, or he slashes him hard with a lightsaber. I think I think it's int- I think this is a really interesting, like if you think about it from the overall storyline, right? Like this is literally this could be the Bad Batch could be the first like true unveiling of vader in the main like within the movies and shows like in a timeline sense like because galaxy hasn't seen him yet yeah like vader is unknown it's only a few weeks or months i think i think we get vader and tarkin showing up together like for the first time like as a duo Mm -hmm. you know to to deal with the situation on camino and it's the first time that they get that reputation of. It's like, like the inverse of a buddy, like, like buddy a, cop movie where they're evil buddy cops. They're like the, they're the perfect perfect duo. They are like that Tarkin novel. I, I listened to it, and yeah, that, that was really enjoyable. Those two, like friendly rivals or whatever. Like it, like I said, it's buddy. It's the buddy. The theme of the buddy cop movie, right? It's bad boys. It's mm. whatever. Uh, Starsky and Hutch. Like, but it's they're both bad guys. The per- that's great the perfect live action trio is Tarkin Thrawn and Vader mm-hmm. I would love to see that mm-hmm. apparently they cast Thrawn I thought I saw that that's been long speculated to be the same guy who did his voice yeah in the, in the Rebels so last thing we know that Kevin Kiner cried his eyes <laughs> out when he was recording the final episode was it in frustration or was it in agony no. <laughs> So, I'm not gonna go there without, without stopping. To not think paying too me much, enough for this. Without stopping to think too much. Short answer: Why was he crying? Sid dies. Crosshair's redeemed. Crosshair Echo die. <laughs> Vader comes in. He's crying so much because Vader is so glorious. Yeah, a Vader hallway scene is just so magnificent that he was just. You think he that's why he's it's overwhelming, Vader, overwhelmingly. Uh, I mean, why not? Overwhelmingly awesome things. It just happen. makes sense. I think he's crying because. Somebody in the batch is gonna die. Don't say it. Somebody. I, I think this. Yeah, this Echo idea of Echo and Crosshair sacrificing themselves and Vader killing them or Boba Fett um, is a tragic redemption. Like it's a, tra- a tragic. Yeah, that that would be. Oh, good good job, guys. Like especially Echo. It has to be Echo. Maybe that's why they're ignoring him. Because like he'll I come out of gonna, nowhere and like they'll, they'll make him like and he's a regular clone. Of, yeah, he'll make they'll make him like, the day. really important. Yeah, I think it's to gonna save be a wrecker. Day. I'm just gonna say it right now. Oh, it's I gonna be wrecker. Wrecker is gonna die. That is why that guy was crying his eyes out. Because think of who mm-hmm. would you cry more for if they died than wrecker? Right? If he has he's if he dies to save Omega's life, 
like oh. dives for a bullet or dive you know what i mean like he's the big brother and he saves her in, yeah. at the cost of his own life it's mando and grogu it's the same dynamic i'm telling you i think wrecker dies crosshair dying isn't gonna make me cry. no new, new theory wrecker dying new theory okay vader kills wrecker because he has omega and we all know what vader does to little kids <laughs> <laughs> That's a youngling. <laughs> Another youngling. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. I think I think Wrecker. I think the the tragedy that what had him mm-hmm. weeping is Wrecker dying in some redemptive, not redemptive, but protective like, way. Protective. Yeah, way. I agree. I can see and that. That's yep. gonna just rip your heart out because you've been getting it the whole time. You know, like. All the little buddy things with Wrecker and the Omega. popcorn, the pop, the Mantel mix is uh, in every episode now. Mm-hmm. Like there must be like something, and they're always in that. you know like they're like a brother and sister almost like Oof. like big brother and sister. Like practically, I mean, they almost literally. And it are. would it would think of the legacy of that, like mm-hmm. going forward of, of that knowledge that Wrecker died and and Omega's still alive. I mean, people about, got like, people Wrecker got emotional over. Wrecker dying to save Omega's life, but Omega is separated. By yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, it saves her life, but she still gets separated. Yeah, I can see that. Because people were emotional over Jesse, right? Who was like yeah. a B-tier clone. And his kind of, he, he didn't resist his tragedy of getting flipped on Order 66 and trying to kill Ahsoka and Rex. Like, people were upset. If you watch those reaction videos, they're like, oh, Jesse, no. There like, they say his helmet at the end. Like, oh, Jesse's dead. Ah. Like, for a B tier character, like yeah, that that would wreck, wreck wreckers. That would wreck us. There it would, is, it and would be the saddest. There thing. is, one. but it, it it works. It works. I see it. There's yes. one sadder. There's yes. What? Vader kills everyone except for Omega. She <laughs> she alone escapes. In oh. season, and then it's the Omega show. Season, season two is Omega finding Ahsoka and Rex. And it's that's a bad batch of. Of folks, right? Omega, Rex, and then uh, we then Fennec Shand and season two. Boba. Yeah, I think season two is the, the. I think season two is the Bad Batch becoming attached to the rebellion. Yeah, I see that. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. Any other speculations anybody wants to throw out? Because then they can weave in. Uh, they can I weave did, back I, in. Uh, what's her face? Uh, Hera and all that. You know, bring that battle back, the rebellion, and I think they Volcrum, plan, I think that's all Ahsoka. on purpose. I think all the rebellion. You get Sagarera, Bail Organa, Rex. Yeah, all that. You can even bring in, yeah, kid, baby, toddler, Leia. <laughs> toddler, I think you Bad know Batch is yeah. gonna join the. They're gonna see firsthand, right? Mm-hmm. If, especially if Vader shows up and kills someone in the Batch, like they're mm-hmm. gonna see firsthand, like how awful the Empire is. They yeah. can't stay on the fence anymore. That's true. He's been on the fence. Yeah. And that would definitely tip them over. Yeah, yeah. I got. I gotta say that's a solid theory. Yeah. And that would that would wreck me, for sure. Oh, I would be devast- That would be devastating. I boys, I don't think they'll be. Able- I I feel like the next three I need to watch first before I watch <laughs> with them, just to make sure because like they love Wrecker, and I don't want to like have them go to counseling someday because <laughs> <laughs> because my dad Sorry, made me guys, watch, watch Wrecker get. Killed by Darth Vader, who I also admire. Like my old childhood's messed up now. And you know, I would uh, like to see that be really dark. <laughs> how dark? Darker than this? <laughs> what we've been so, talking about? You know how in uh, when newly dubbed Vader goes to Mustafar, and he goes into the Separatist Council, and he closes all the doors with the Force. <laughs> I think it's gonna be kind of something like that. And trapped batch, in a room. Trapped in the room with Darth Vader. He's just uh, walking uh, and. Shut all the doors with the force, Nick. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll see your, uh, I'll see your hallway scene and raise you a. Your mind yeah. always defaults to the best way for Vader to kill the most people, yeah, in the most epic way possible. Well, I mean, he—that's his role. He is the attack dog, like butcher of the right. emperor, right? It's like that's his job. I, I think we're gonna get chills too, because since he's Anakin, he knows who they are, so right. he could it's call super... them out individually as he is fighting them well and it's so close mm. to the end of it's so close to revenge of the sith do you think they'll find out who he is yeah he knows, he knows. they'll know so. who because that would be crazy if like before if, they die they find out he's anakin who they know and loved and like they're like what it's you 
Like I mean, they didn't they didn't get that close to Anakin. I no, they went on that one mission on them with him, yeah. but yeah. I don't think they. I don't. They think just assume he died them. in Order sixty six. I think right. Yeah. They, yeah. Same with, yeah, they don't know the status of all the Jedi that they know. There's only, as far as I know, there's only one Jedi that Vader's actually revealed who he is. To, revealed to that person. Yes. Right. To Ahsoka. Nope. Oh. Who? She figures it out when she sees the face. Yeah, Ahsoka figured it out. Yeah. But it was um, much later. Roan Shrine in The Rise of Darth Vader. Oh, okay. Uh, Some random such book. a good book. <laughs> I highly recommend it to anyone listening. It is the. Do we think? Um, I, I read it, but it was so long. It's like so it's twelve years ago. Random thought: We have, we saw Kanan, and we now saw Hera. Do we think we'll see, their, how we get to the point where they kind of meet each other, not, as a as a tie in, not in the There's season, a, but in the show, like they'll tie them in. No, um, not in this season. It doesn't matter. Season two. Yeah, in season two, but They're, they already have a novel on that. Okay. It's actually a pretty good novel. Because, like, I mean, this literally the, Bad Batch can bridge uh, can bridge Revenge of the Sith to, to Rebels, basically. You know what I mean? Like, they can bring that story up to date over a couple seasons, over 15 years or whatever that is. Um, over three seasons of Bad Batch, you can cover 15 years of history. All right, Oof. that's uh, another edition of the Trench Run Report. Thanks for listening. And uh, we will be back uh, for the last three episodes of The Bad Batch. So until then, may the Force be with you. Always. Always.